Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips, brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter, and I'm here with with old Greybeard himself, Luke Cox. What's up, man? Just living a dream, buddy. Somebody's, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, dude. It's like a thousand degrees here. I told you I was out there running the weed eater with a vengeance, getting a, getting a little sweat on today. Yeah, that's what I'm actually going to do the same thing. I'm getting ready to run up to our cabin that's off the front range and... I need to do a bunch of, I haven't been up there in a couple of weeks, so I can only imagine uh, what the jungle is waiting on me because we've had a crazy amount of rain and then it's been hot. So the there's like growth in Colorado that I've never seen in the three years I've lived here. Yeah, man, I was cleaning up the garden, thinking about y'all's. It's like a jungle out there, man, but day's not over. A lot of stuff left to do today, which kind of ties in with what we're talking about today, man, with... uh our fall hunting prep that we got going on. And that's a massive, massive topic. I feel like there's, <laughs> dude, I'm just like trying to get everything together for all these hunts that we're doing this fall and Georgia whitetail. And my tags finally came in the mail, Wyoming and Colorado. And each one is a little bit different in a nuanced kind of way. And that fall prep is a big umbrella term there right now. Yeah, there's a lot that's going on, you know, in both of our lives. You've got two young kids. I have newly two young kids and it's uh, trying to juggle that with growing this business, our day jobs and everything else. It's a it's the struggle that everybody goes through, you know, and I think that's where the deliberation and organization is really key and huge. And, you know, shout out. We had them on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but the the Hunt Wallet guys uh, or the Hunt, Hunt Wallet, that app has been great for my this isn't a tip. The tips won't be on that, but I'm just going to throw it out there because, you know, what drives me nuts about Wyoming's tags, you know, you mentioned that. Like Colorado's tags has the season dates on them. Wyoming's doesn't. <laughs> and it fucking pisses me off. And so, yeah. like, I, for years, every time we've hunted in Wyoming, I've had to, like, I forget when the dates exactly are. I got to go in and Google. It's a nightmare. Wyoming has the worst, like, season letting you know when you're hunting uh, of any state that I've hunted in by far. And so like shout out to the hunt wallet, being able to just open that up. You can see all your hunts, have it lined out. That's really already helped my organization. And then the next thing I have to do is leverage their gear list thing. And I've been, I've six tough boxes of hunting gear. I have to inventory and go through and it's going to be the perfect way for me to like purge and get rid of some shit. I think I'm just going to start asking if there's any young hunters out there that need some gear and just start mailing this shit out. Cause I have so much junk. It's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm stoked to use that app too and get my ass organized and squared away, not be guessing anymore. I'd say personality wise, like the organization piece is definitely where me and you are the, the weakest. <laughs> definitely me, for sure, dude. For oh, sure. Man. But uh, what, uh, what else are you looking at right now? What are you doing for your archery prep? Yeah, so let's talk archery, man, because uh, you and I have kind of had a on and off relationship with archery the last couple of years for me in my life, it's always been an extra month in the woods. That's about as far as into archery as I get. Um, whereas like we, we have a lot of friends who are diehard bow hunters and will just carry their bow the entire season. Or a lot of our folks who are in different places, like in the Midwest and places like that have very short rifle seasons. So they carry the bow a lot. And for me, I get the I get to get in the you know woods a month early, starting in September until rifle begins, and then I'll pick up that rifle. But for archery, I've tried to make a larger push, especially after attending 
uh, mountain archery fest and being around some more prolific bow hunters on this team, um, try to tune back up a little bit. And so that's kind of been my focus. And I bought a new bow last year and had never shot it until rendezvous this summer, uh, for the first time. And ever since then, kind of like you're talking about, even amongst the, the craziness of life, you still have to make time, d- dedicate time each day to get out there and shoot. Um, and so that's kind of been, been my focus is shooting, uh, far more frequently and shooting, I guess, intentionally. And, you know, my, my kind of tips for this episode really stem from when we talked to Christian Williams from Archery Strong, that kind of opened my eyes to how I, I, I could tailor, you know, practicing my, my archery, um, in a more intentional and beneficial way than just going out there and shooting a hundred times. Yeah, man, that's right in line for kind of what I've done. Cause like I didn't shoot, I was, most of our listeners know that I was deployed last year. So for the whole, it was nine months It overlapped took up the entire season. And I brought my bow with me to Europe and I had these grand designs of just shooting all the time, but it was like kind of a pain in the ass. Cause it was like in the Connex wasn't near where like we lived and it was just, you know, trying to set everything up. And then everybody's like, every time I would shoot, it'd become a spectacle. Everybody would want to come out and watch. Cause it's kind of yeah. a novelty, I guess. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn it. Everybody go away. And uh, so I didn't shoot very much. And then I ended up busting, I broke an arrow and I only, I rolled out there with like four arrows. And so I was oh, down, <laughs> down to three arrows right now. And last year or two years ago, I started building my own. And so like, you know, I was, I felt like when I left for Europe, I had all this big momentum of me really getting in. I rebuilt my bow. I had like all this stuff that was uh, going and then like planned on continuing that and, and during that deployment, I didn't. And so I came back and like, I didn't even bring my bow to these 3d shoots. I didn't shoot at all. Everybody's like, why aren't you shooting? I'm just like, I'm just, God, I just don't want to fuck with it. I can't do it right now. And I told myself was I needed to really break everything back down. And I went through a period of like target payment too with, and it really stemmed from my, I had my, I have a true fire synopsis as my release. It's a thumb release. And I just had it set way too light. Cause like, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I thought I'm all self-taught with archery. And I thought, to me, it's like the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to kill the kill the anticipation just like a rifle just by having it so loose. So I barely touch it and it goes off. Well, that's not that great because like a couple of times I would I, like indeed my bow essentially and like sent an arrow into the wall. And like yeah. I started like to be kind of afraid of it. And it took I listened to a bunch of Joel Turner stuff from Shot IQ on like closing the loop and having a, a closed loop. So basically, it's like you can stop your shot at any point. And I realized I need to like reduce or significantly like reduce the sensitivity and so i did that and to just like start breaking that cycle of where i would have this like weird anxiety over the shot i started shooting like 10 yards and i have one of those dice targets Mm -hmm. and i only have three arrows so i put it on the 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 three side (laughs) and i just started shooting uh 10 yards um and really focusing on that shot and not chasing my pins and like just just really breaking it down barney style the same way like you know i was thinking about this i'm like why am i not applying the same fundamentals that I do with shooting. You know, when I taught my wife to shoot, I gave her a 1022. She shot at 50 yards, open sights, 50. And we just kept shooting, kept shooting, kept shooting until like we really had her, a really tight shot group there and then put her on with a scope and, you know, moved her up to her rifle. And then she became a pretty damn good shot. And so that's what I've been doing is basically deconstructing my entire shot process, everything I go through and really focusing on like the more mental side of my shooting. And I still haven't shot past 20 yards, but I've been trying to shoot at least three, four times a week 
schedule's been crazy having a baby uh, about a week ago, but it's been it's been good. And I've I've been my my consistency and my precision is so much higher. And so it's like that old adage of aim small, miss small. I'm now like even though I'm shooting three different dots, I want to put that arrow in the exact same spot on each dot as I shoot all three arrows at 10. And then, you know, I've been able to consistently do that a lot more. And then if I have kind of a flyer, like it's a flyer by an inch and granted it's only at a 10 yards. So it's, but it, like, I'm just really been dialing in and aim, aiming at spots instead of just aiming at the dot itself. And uh, that's, that's been helping me. And so I'm, I've changed sites before I deployed. And so I've got, it's a two pin, it's the dual pin spot aug fast Eddie slider. And so I haven't done my tape yet. So like the next part of this is I now my pins already dialed. I'd already zeroed them before I left. I need to build more arrows. And then now I'm going to go do my sight tapes. I'm going to go out to our, when I go out to our cabin in a couple of weeks, again, I've got a whole, I'm going to build an archery range out there and be able to shoot and like actually get to distance and get all my pins. And so like, now I'm going to go into the season, even though I don't have any archery hunts, unless I hunt out West, I mean, out back East, excuse me, which I probably will. Um, I don't have any archery hunts lined up right now. I want to, start preparing now like I do and then go into this season very confident. So then when I come out of this next off season, I'm actually like prepared and ready to start going after a Western white or a Western archery hunt. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, man, breaking it down and starting over and focusing on that dry <clears throat> draw cycle. And, you know, shout out to Joel Turner. That dude's a master with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really is. And the way he, you know, talks about it it makes a ton of sense and hopefully we we actually have talked to him a couple times but hopefully getting him lined up for the podcast got some um but you know having him come on would be interesting because he could you know answer some even more questions but if you guys aren't familiar with him you should definitely check it check out what he's got going on because it's helped me a lot yeah for sure dude i mean my tip this week kind of comes from I'm pulling this straight from talking to Christian Williams at, at Archery Strong. Um, the biggest thing I'm focusing on because I went so long without shooting is what really stuck with me talking to him is watching your arrow volume. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm focusing on. I've got my setup back behind my gym that I have here at the house. And I just went and bought one of those rolling, one of the Reinhardt like uh, 18-sided blocks that you're talking about. So you can just roll it out there, range it. Um, so that gives you some variability with your, with your ranges there. Obviously I'm not <laughs> Robin Hood. I'm not pushing out to 40 plus, but, uh, watching your arrow volume is something really important that he talked about. And one, it, it helps prevent injury. Um, I feel like a lot of guys will just go out there and shoot a ton of arrows once a week. And what he really preaches is, you know, shoot a little bit each session instead of just dumping a hundred arrows once a week. And so, after my workout, I'll go out there just because it's right there and shoot six arrows or 12 arrows and then I'm done. Um, and that's it for that day. And so I can do that. It's the, the, the time is not as demanding as sitting out there and shooting 50 arrows or a hundred arrows. Um, so I can just factor that into my workout time when I'm planning my day out and go shoot my six, go shoot my 12 and then walk away from it. And that's helped a lot because I know the pressure isn't there, but you know, the stakes are there. You, you know, there's a finite amount of arrows that you're going to shoot. It's not like the one more cast kind of thing. So you can take the time to slow down and make sure your draw cycle is good and make sure you're doing, you know, your aim small, miss small. And it seems to be lending to better shots from me 
so far. I, I really like that kind of practice. Um, big fan of that. Yeah. The volume management I think is, is key because you know, sometimes you get into that, you know, some is good, more is better thing. But once you start fatiguing and you get to that point where you're just diminishing returns and you're probably doing more damage than you are good. Um, so I think that that's great. And, and rolling back. And then he was also talking about like, you're, if you want to increase the amount of arrows you're shooting, it's that st slow, steady progression, like 10% a week as you move forward. And that rolls into, I think a great one that we, uh, for kind of the prep, right? When we had him on, somebody was asking him, I think about like, I won't brand it, but like the, the bow simulators, yeah. um, you know, that's got the, the tubing and you pull it back and you can adjust the weights. And I was really glad with his answer because I've been, I've, I think some old pod tips podcast, I've talked about this in the past. It's like, I really hate that thing because it is, it's a trainer that is going to just continue to like create muscle muscular imbalances. So like if, if bow hunting is your sport and you're shooting, right, you're only shooting, you're only drawing with one side of your body. You're only like working that one side. It's just like being a pitcher or a tennis player and you develop these muscular imbalances. Right. And so that's why, like when you're doing your training, one, this is way cheaper, uh, buy a set of bands. Okay. And I'm I'll kind of break down a couple things. And like, I have a torn labrum right now and I'm really trying to avoid surgery. And so I've really been trying to focus on a lot of my band work and I've been noticing a lot of significant improvement. And then like doing that band work, I started doing that even before I started shooting again and picking up my bow and it's not nothing crazy. It's at 70 though. I've had zero issue drawing and I draw with my torn side. And so like, I think, you know, there's definitely these, these help work. And so look at doing pull aparts and then do them at different angles. And so if you don't know what a banded pull apart is, you hold the band in both your hands out in front of you. And then now you're pulling, you want to pull your scapula down. Um, the cue that I like is like, you want to pull to the opposite pocket. Um, so that it's your shoulder blades, you want to pull them back and down. And so you're in a good, strong position. That's the position you should be in before you draw your bow anyways. And then now you take that band and now you're pulling it apart into a crucifix. And then I'll do different variations of it where I'll just like pull for reps. I'll pull and hold and hold that static position, which is then going to help you if, especially if you're doing, uh, you know, it's Western hunting as well, but especially, you know, white, white tail in the East, you might be sitting at draw for a minute, two, three minutes. Like, so holding those static positions where you start getting strong there will also help. And then doing them at different angles. So you could do it like directly in front of you, go up, go down, do different pulls. And I'll even do them where I just pull from overhead down. And then now you're engaging, um, you know, more of those lats than you are just, uh, your rear delts and in, in the scapula. And so, and I'm not an expert in any of this, so I might fuck up some of the anatomy. Um, and then the other one is like face pulls. So you can take those bands, throw them on a bar or a post in front of you, hold them, same deal with your back position, and then do different angles, high, low, up, you know, and you can do this on cable machines too. And now you're pulling that back towards your face. So the, the cable should, or the cable or the band should be coming towards your face. And then those are two just really good exercises for general shoulder stuff, uh, but especially for archers. And if you do those and then I'll do them as part of my warm up, no matter what I'm doing to get my shoulders fired up. Cause I've got shoulder issues and then I'll do them at the end for a cool down too. I just do more volume sets at the end. And I've just noticed that I've been doing them for years, but a significant improvement in my shoulder health uh, across the board. And then dead hangs. I really like I've, that's helped my open things up and helped my labrum tear a lot. It's just hanging from the pull-up bar and it's good grip work too, but it also just helps open up those shoulders. And so uh, some, there's just a couple quick tips on some workouts and exercises to do for archery prep. Yeah. And along the same lines, what I've been doing also from 
Christian is incorporating far more farmer's walks in my daily routine, which is very easy for where I'm at and very scalable for anybody. But he likes farmer's walks a lot because it's time under tension and you can do it with just about anything you want, right? So you can fill up five gallon buckets. I've got two 50 pound dumbbells I can do them with. You can you know, fill up two suitcases, right? You can find something to farmer's walk with. Time under tension it strengthens your rotator cuff and your grip strength, which is massive. And, you know, just holding heavy loads is fantastic, right? And personally, I'm trying to get my, my 10,000 steps a day so I can just throw on my little audio book and go march down and take a lap around the pond and come back up to the house. But he likes farmer's walks a lot as well. So I've been trying to incorporate those um, a little more in my kind of archery prep as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a great tip there. Cause like in the next level to this too, right. Is doing offset. And so like suitcase carry, which you're carrying anything, not physically a suitcase, but you only do it with one hand. And so grab like, you know, that like two food kettlebell and only carry it on one side. And you've really got to now engage your, your core to be able to offset that or do offset weights. So like I'll do, cause I don't have sets of kettlebells. They're all individually sized. And so I'll do like a heavy one in my left and a lighter one on my right carry and then swap um, overhead walks too for carries. So holding, you know, that whatever it is above your head as you go in, uh, that's a, another great uh, just kind of variation of, of what it is. Yep. I love it, man. Sweet. Well, you got anything else? No, nah, man. Pretty, uh, pretty well squared away for this one. And, you know, selfishly, I got a goal. I want to it's been a couple years. I think you were with me the last deer I killed with a bow and it wasn't fantastic. I put myself on probation after that. So that's a goal of mine this year. So get back out there and have a good, have a good kill with my bow. So put in the time, put in the prep. Hell yeah. Yeah. I plan on uh, when we do winter rendezvous this year, we're doing a doe camp out in Virginia for the team. I plan on, I'm going to be running, it's during muzzleloader season, but I'm going to run my bow and hand my muzzleloaders off to folks. And I would really like to kill one or two does or uh, when we're out there with the, with the bow, get back into the saddle going into the next season. Cause I do plan on taking next season and really trying to kind of double down on all my archery stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. It'll be good. Hell yeah. Well, sweet. We appreciate it, dude. And listeners, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We'll talk to you next week.